Manila Luzon. You know, I've always wondered. <laughs> now, are, are you royal? Because I feel like with a name like Carl, Carl Wester, Philip, Philip Michael Wester- Westerberg. Yes, you uh, could be like a Habsburg prince or something. Well, actually, my my parents were thinking about the a royal family when they did <laughs> name me because uh, Carl King Carl is the king of Sweden, and I'm right. I'm part Swedish, so there is a little bit of royalness to me. So I was bound to become a queen, right? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hello, 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 squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a Drag Race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the UK season of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Or as we like to call it, Her Majesty that already had hers. Brought to you by World of Wonder. This podcast takes you deep inside the, the toad in the hole, the bangers and mash. That is RuPaul's Drag Race. British things. <laughs> Each week, the queens who have made Drag Race history will talk about this new, absolutely royal season and their experiences on the show. So thank you for listening. And warning, kitty girls, spice girls, there's going to be what? Spoilers. So Manila's going to tell you everything. Yeah, just right now. Here's who wins. <laughs> and here's in the order in which everyone gets eliminated. So... <laughs> So put that in your Downton Abbey. Um, And if you need to watch this week's episode, you can watch RuPaul's Drag Race UK on WoW Presents Plus. It's going to be streaming every week, beginning every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Every Thursday, new episodes from here on out. And if you want to watch on actual television, they're airing it every Friday night on Logo, starting Friday, October 11th. How retro. Right? Yes. (laughs) I love my Logo family. Oh. So I am very thrilled to be here with a true, 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 true drag race superstar, talented in so many ways. But I always think of you as one of the most creative queens who serves a theme look like no other. Spaghetti on her head? Yes. Yeah. Cookie Monster? Whoop, whoop. Big Bird Roadkill? Hell yeah. Pineapple, people? Yes. I feel like you might have been wearing that when I first met you, because I met you at the at a Glammy Awards a Glammy ceremony Awards. with Sahara yeah. in New York in like the basement of Splash mm-hmm. and saying hi to Sahara. And you were there and like very quiet but oh, yeah. st- and gorgeous. Well, you know, back then I was just pretty. I was just <laughs> resting on pretty. And then I went to Drag Race and realized you got to be a lot, lot more. So I became a psycho, annoying, crazy person. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Wait, did I even say your name? Did I say Manila Luzon? Manila Luzon. Manila Luzon. Yeah, I'm here, by the way. Hey, everybody, it's Manila Luzon. I feel like I introduced you and said all these things about you and then didn't actually say your name. Well, I mean, there I am. Here I am. Manila Luzon <laughs> from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3 in America. And RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 1 in America. And RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4 in America. Mabuhai. Mabuhai. So what is your relationship with like the UK and London? Yeah, I, I love London. It's fun because when you go there into to London, um, you don't have to learn a different language. <laughs> and then you actually start speaking to people and you realize they're speaking a completely different language. I don't understand yeah. what they're talking about. And how is drag different in the UK? I'm sure we're going to be discussing this all season long. What do you think? Um, there's a lot of differences I've, I've found. The girls uh, have like a very different st- aesthetic. And, um, you know, it just their culture kind of like nurtures them in a different way. So they have different things that they think is funny and they have like a completely different background. And but altogether, I think that I was really impressed watching this. This episode. We've only seen the first episode. I've only seen this first episode and I was very entertained and I was extremely happy. Like 
I wish we had subtitles because I didn't know what half the things they were saying. I know, I know. And the references are just to, th- to like, you know, um, mm-hmm. British soap operas and like, and celebrities there. We don't have like tabloid stars and all this stuff. It's kind of like, oh, so we're going to learn so much. And I feel like I am a person that has zero knowledge of the lingo and I'm getting to learn all of it now. So I'm yeah. really excited to adapt all this new drag lingo into my vernacular. So Come on, bring it on. I want to know what the next occur is. I want to know yeah. what the next uh, boots and sickening is. I want to know all the I want to know all the the new drag lingo because, you know, well, I want to know what t-shirt I'm buying at Dragon UK. <laughs> so, I'm just going to dive right in. Bag of chips is the first queen into the workroom. I'm Bag of Chips MBA. I love gin and tonic, Coronation Street, and a good old shag. Yeah, she's sickening. I've actually worked with her at GAY in mm-hmm. London several times, mm-hmm. and she is always cracking me up. She's an old pro, so I was really excited to see her on the cast. It's that kind of a rat-a-tat-tat, clever banter and just wordplay that I think the Brits are so good at. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's a kind of like super chatty witticisms and, blah, 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 and they just don't stop. Uh, it's just really clever and really witty. And I'm like, I need a little dictionary to like figure out, well, what exactly is this funny quip and why is it so funny to me? Yeah, well, the first thing she says is she says a bag of chips, MBE, which... In a way of describing herself, which means a member of the British Empire, uh-huh. which means at some point she's gotten like an honorary title. It's not like as strong as a dame because that's like a really big yeah. deal. But like she's been recognized by like yes. the government as like. Yes, by the Queen's Corgis probably. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she is from the black country near Birmingham. And that just means it was industrial and smoky back in the day. Ah, so covered in a black soot. Exactly. Everyone was breathing soot. Okay, and so she can, she can use that for, for contour. <laughs> she is using that for contour. Yes. <laughs> and she's also describes herself as a bit of a gobshite. Do you know what that is? I have no idea, but I'm assuming gob. Yeah. Um, like gobsmacked, maybe? Yes. Well, gobsmacked means you're like... Gagged. Uh, gagged, right. Okay, so gagged shite, which means that she's gagging on shit. <laughs> She's a trash talker. Trash talker. Okay, cool. Okay, she, I would have figured it out. Yeah, well, that totally describes her, and I'm really excited to see a lot from her on this season. Uh, the second queen is Blue Hydrangea, who's from, from North Ireland. Yes, yeah, from Belfast. And you you have met her? Yeah, I actually did a, a, a show with her recently this summer. And yeah. yeah, she was lovely. Her makeup is really beautiful up close. She's very charming. She says she's kind of a makeup queen, kind of like she's a school art project with legs. Yeah, I yeah, look- yeah. She definitely does have like a very refined sense of paint and she seems sweet she's very sweet yeah i like it well we'll see how long that sweetness lasts i mean i'm <laughs> i'm sure we'll get a little sweet and sour next in the room is davina de campo oh love her i love her already and she's asking for the season one filter yes uh yeah the we we queens from the earlier seasons had it had good because there's a little <laughs> bit of like a softness. There's no HD. You couldn't clock that lace front from that distance. Yeah, for sure. Um, she says she sews and sings and acts and like she can sing in five languages. She's been on a million TV shows. Yeah. The confidence level really yeah. comes through. I'm hoping that that elevates her in this competition as opposed to, you know, makes her feel like that bitter old bitch no, she seemed fun because i like that basically every time she says something she she'll she'll make a statement then she'll pause and then laugh at herself <laughs> oh yeah she's like got cackling of, she's got the laugh this season there's yeah. always a, a girl with the laugh you know there's yeah. like latrice laugh there's the evie oddly laugh and uh-huh. now there's the ddc laugh at dragcon in new york she was the one queen and during the meet and greet on the floor she had a, her own ring light 
Oh. That she would like that would attach to your iPhone. She'd say, "Oh, here, darling," and she'd put the thing on your phone to point back at her to glowingly oh. light herself. See, that's a smart drag queen <laughs> right Seasoned. there. Because I remember the first few drag cons, I look hideous in all those photos in those overhead fluorescent light bulbs. Yeah, it's not kind lighting. She has polish to her, so I'm excited. And then next we get. Crystal. Crystal. Who, my first notice, you're like, oh, wait, she doesn't have an accent, or a, a British accent. It, it took me a second. I, I, I was just so, like, in the zone of listening to, like, different accents. I'd even yeah. clock that Crystal didn't have an accent. But right. She's from Canada? She grew up in Canada, has lived in London in the last 10 years. Ah, so she's the Brooklyn Heights of the competition. <laughs> I see. Um, and she's East London. So as she says, she's a little more, like, punk rocky and maybe a, not less polished, but, like, she's hairy. She yeah. makes a point about it. Like she's got a hairy I think chest. And I like, think that's cool. I mean, it saves a lot of time and money on razors, right? <laughs> Smart girl. Yeah. And she came out there and she's like, the, I mean, the first time, she, the first thing she did when she was on the runway was just like expose all of her hair so that yeah. she'd be like, shut up, Michelle. I'm hairy. Yeah. We get it now. Get into it. I saw her at Bushwig in New York during the DragCon weekend this year and she performed and she came out with like a, a buzzsaw thing and she had like a metal part of her costume on, especially down on her crotch. And so she put the saw up to that and like sparks were flying Ooh. and shooting out. And it was very, it was cool. It was I, hopefully rock and she roll. wasn't wearing a flammable wig. So <laughs> that scares me. Drag queens and fire are like things that should be kept very, very far away from each other. Agreed. Drag yes. race Thailand as an example. <laughs> right. Our next queen in the room is Sum Ting Wong. I live for this name. I think it's so... You f- all people would live for this name. I mean, you know, <laughs> I know it's probably stereotypical. It's probably offensive to some people, but I mean, she's Asian. I'm Asian. We all get a laugh out of it. So I think it's really funny when she said, if you're offended by my name, oh, me so sorry. Oh, that's so funny. I, I mean, you are no stranger to flaunting with Asian stereotypes yourself. Of course. It's like, I'm like the original plastic tiara with her Asian <laughs> accent. <laughs> I just yeah. did two Asian accents on the show when I was there. And, and it won you a challenge. Yeah, it won me a challenge. Play up your strengths. That's what Drag Race is, you know? Like, this is something that's unique to you, and this is the place where you should feel comfortable to show it off, even if it is totally offensive to some people. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the QNN news challenge in season three, would you do the same character now? Years past, people are more, like, aware of things. Would, would that give you pause at all? Oh, um, probably not. No, I would totally do it again. I, I, I use Asian accents all the time, especially when ordering Chinese food. Because it, I don't, I mean, it's just, it's just more fun. I don't know. I'm actually practicing my Filipino accent right now because I'm going to the Philippines tomorrow. Oh. So I'm getting that all like warmed up. <clears throat> so something Wong, thank you very much for uh, getting me into the, into the mood. Okay. And then next in the room is Cheryl Hole. <laughs> I love its name. I love this name. I think she's very polished and she's I heard my first impression of her is is she's absolutely stunning and she's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. And I'm yeah. I'm really excited to see stuff. But it's funny because I like the Cheryl Cole is from Girls, Girls Aloud. Girls Aloud, yeah. Yeah. I'm not really I'm not as familiar with uh the celebrities from the UK. Yeah. So it's gonna be funny to watch how Cheryl Hole is gonna be more of a common name around the world now than Cheryl Cole. Right for us, definitely. You know what I mean? Watch. Yeah. Because I mean, I think that there's like a, a little bit, uh, there's a lot of people that probably forget that like Delta Works name is actually based off Delta Burke. <laughs> I yeah. sometimes I even forget that Sharon Needles is actually a pun in her name. <laughs> I forget that sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, actually Cheryl Hole is, is um, my, my husband was like, oh yeah, I like that. It reminds me of um, uh, DPing, like <laughs> Cheryl Hole. Cheryl Hole. Oh. <laughs> 
Double penetration for those of you who want to know what DPing means. And you commented on Cheryl's look when she came in. She's wearing kind of like a bodysuit with all this black fringe. Yeah, I liked it because it it was very dramatic, but yes. it also very it, it looked quite comfortable. <laughs> you know, because it just was like a nice yeah. span. It was like a very well thought through decorated spandex catsuit. And you know, on the first day, you don't know like what's in store for you so yeah. the best idea is for you to be as comfortable as possible who knows you can be thrown off the the roof of some place while yeah. doing a photo shoot set yeah. on fire who knows hose down or had your head removed who knows <laughs> but yeah i like her outfit it was really fun followed by next queen is gothy kendall gothy kendall i really like her look when she came in i thought it was very young and hip and today the yeah. the or it was like an organza tracksuit, but rhinestoned. Yeah. They asked her about her look and she chose it because she's a bit of a chav. Chav? Which is kind of like a rough young English person. Yeah. It sounds hot. It does sound hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, like she might steal something. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Yeah. Maybe she stole that outfit. Maybe. I don't know. Hey. It's a good outfit. So girl, good job. <laughs> and I like, I like that she says she's like, you know, she, what she's not like. She's like, she's like, I'm not like the old battle axes in pubs who are mean for the sake of it with a feather boa, a hard front wig and a gown. They're just boring. And I like she calls out like the past like 50 years of drag in, in like mean, a sentence <laughs> well i mean we all start we like drag comes from somewhere and and also i think that a lot of the drag queens already in this competition walking through the door they yeah. are playing a lot more with the fluidity of like what's gender you totally. know Bef- before like if you didn't wear tits like oh my god now they're not shaving their chest they're wearing pants they're mm-hmm. not even wearing heels girl so why not? I, yeah, I think I think I like her look. I'm responding positively. Yeah, and also in her interview, look, she's like 13, a child. Yeah, it's adorable, a cute, a little cutie. <laughs> Followed by next queen, Vinegar Strokes. <laughs> she looks like she is really cool. She looks really like there's a sense of confidence about her that you can get immediately. Even yeah. through the roughness of her drag, uh-huh. I feel like her, her drag is a little bit more on the rough side for uh-huh. sure. I think some of the other queens were even commenting on her wig. But drag and drag race isn't about like who looks the best. It's not a right. beauty pageant. So so I'm very interested in seeing what she has to bring. And we find out that she was in. She's an act actress, a drag tour, as she says. Yeah, she's on and the West End, which is the equivalent of what Broadway. Broadway yeah, that's sickening. So and she's talented, and she started and everybody's talking about Jamie with Michelle oh, yes. Visage. So they were dance partners, apparently? Yeah. That's so cool. And uh, what an advantage that she has going into this competition. Riggery. So, I mean, we'll take, we'll give her points for knowing Michelle Visage, and then we'll take some points off for that wig. <laughs> and knowing so Michelle Visage. Yeah, and knowing Michelle Visage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I like Vinegar. She she was giving me um, Mel B vibes from the Spice Girls for yes. sure in her leopard print and the the wild hair. Next in the room is Scaredy Cat. Meow. Who uh, we learned a lot about real quick, including she's nineteen years old and, and yes. never has done drag or never gone to a drag show. Both. Well, yeah, we later find that, and then she's been doing drag for like eleven, 11. months. I mean, she could have rounded up and said she's been doing it for a year. <laughs> The first thing probably shouldn't be a, that's the first thing that probably shouldn't be out of your mouth. Well, one of the other first things we learned about her is that she has a girlfriend. Okay. Well, who's also was... like a, a bio queen. They do drag together. Okay, cool. When I was 19, I had a girlfriend um, <laughs> and I did dress her up in some questionable clothes when we were dating. Um, uh-huh. 
surprise, surprise, I turned out to be a homosexual man. Okay. So um, all my girlfriends became my little muses. So I probably dressed them up. Hey, I don't know what the relationship is like and who are we to judge. But I think it's really cool to show that. Um, yeah. Because I don't think we've ever had a bisexual identifying person in right. the workroom right. ever. And then maybe next year, the girlfriend will show up. Work. <laughs> Just like how I showed up every year after Sahara on season two. <laughs> Should be interesting. No, I think that's really cool. But um, I probably would have... Um, kept the whole i just started doing drag and i've never actually went to a she says she never went to a gay bar well apparently she lives in the middle of nowhere so i don't know if she's just okay okay i'll forgive her for that but like but that's still england's not that big you can hop on a train anywhere and be in london in like two hours that's very true and then once you get to the train station in london it'll take you another two hours to get anywhere in london but okay (laughs) scaredy cat is very interesting and i think that now the other young girls are like Oh, I thought I was all like young and like youthful looking and then a 19 year old shows up. Yeah. So I'm excited for having young queens. But that also reminds me like, yeah, that's the difference between here in the States where you have to be 21 to go to the bars and like 21 to be a drag queen. Although that's kind of like one of the reasons why people become drag queens is so that they can get dressed up and they can just sneak past the Mm -hmm. bouncer. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, here's my fake ID. When was the first time you went to like a drag bar? Or to see drag in a bar. I was 19, Mm -hmm. 19 years old, 20 maybe. I'm not sure. In Minnesota? In Minnesota, the gay 90s, went to the gay 90s show. Do you remember who like the first queen you were like ever kind of clearly remember seeing was? Yes, I remember Monica West. I remember Roxy uh, Marquis. I remember um, Nina Nina D'Angelo. I remember (laughs) all of these queens were just the most amazing, most beautiful creatures I had ever seen. And I was so confused, like how they managed to turn Uh themselves into women so well. Last queen in is the Vivian. Yes. Oh, she looks exciting. She's the drag ambassador. (laughs) I know. Apparently everyone in the UK knows, but we seem to have forgotten that we had a drag ambassador in the UK. But I think it was like some sort of marketing event and they named a UK ambassador. And I guess they were thinking maybe, oh, this will somehow lead to like Drag Race UK. I don't know. But anyway, she won a contest and here she is. That's fabulous. Atta girl. And I like her. She's like this big statuesque, great looking queen. She walks in in this kind of shiny red mm-hmm. like plastic. I don't even know what material looks like. Yeah. It looks like maybe that's the, the stuff you have in those old retro diners on the booths. Yeah. Yeah, it's like plasticky, plasticky material. Red. It's kind of gorgeous. Although, although uh, Davina, Davina makes a crack. She's oh, she's she's in that wipe clean outfit. Well, yeah, it does. <laughs> that does seem like a fabric that if you did get a little dirty from doing naughty things in the bathroom, yeah. it would be very easy to clean off for she's sure. Smart. Points for her because you never know what they're going to throw at you, you know, or what the pit crew is going to like do to you when yes. you go to, on episode one. First thoughts quickly: uh, who who are like your three favorites? Or just having seen them watch, walk in the room. Bag of chips is. Is, I'm really excited because I already knew her. I really thought that something Wong, I'm just her name, like already, <laughs> like her sticks in your head. I really liked Davina DeCampo. She's, she looks fun. Yeah. I like her. They get a rue message. Her majesty that already had hers. Yes. Rue steps in. And what do they win? Oh, they win. The grand, grand prize winner will receive. A trip to Hollywood and to start a, a World of Wonder web show or a digital show. They say, yeah, you're going to Hollywood and you'll make a digital series with the producers of RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, I had heard that there wasn't, they weren't allowed to give a cash prize right. on the BBC. Right, I think. Cause it's like, a, cause it's like a, a, a government subsidized organization. Like winners of shows don't like, don't get cash prizes. Like on the Great British Bake Off, they win a plate. 
Really? They went like a big, like... A plate. Plaque. Like a trophy. <laughs> like a Corningware plate. Like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal, though. I mean, if you actually get this web series here at World of Wonder, I mean, and you it becomes a success, you could make well over 100,000 pounds. So why not? Yeah. And you get international fame and glory. Oh, and, and there, there's probably a crown. I'm sure there's a crown. There's got to be a crown. And most of us don't care about the cash prizes anyway. We'll we'll do anything <laughs> for money after the show. So we just want the jewels. Okay. So then Rue says, oh, Brit crew, yeah, which oh is one of my favorite God. things. It's like oh so easy God. and just so like, oh. There are many challenges called off with her head. Yeah, it was right? like, it was cute. I like that. It's like, how's your head? off um <laughs> it's a photo shoot where they'll be serving face and body just not at the same time yeah so what do they have to do well they have to pose with this green screen cone on their head so they could photoshop out their actual head right which looks like a dog cone like yeah. when your dog comes back from the vet which was funny, especially with the queens with tall hair, because you just see like this Ooh. green coat with like the top of their wig at the top. And then they would think they would go into a box and stick their head out and they would have to like do a little like saying and then they'd mesh the two of them seamlessly. So we see the queen who looks decapitated with like a bloody neck and either she's holding her head or, or kicking it or it's on the floor next to her or something. Yeah, it kind of um, reminded me of the season nine challenge where they had to have like their little like they were princesses and they had to have their little like uh, uh, sidekick sidekick kick head floating there i so i yes. thought that was kind of cute i liked it it was fun there was there was definitely some lame ones like poor gothy and her <laughs> i give better head than all the other people again i give better head than all the people okay that was that was much better yeah. but the funniest part was yeah. like literally like rupaul is like cracking up and i'm pretty sure that gothy was probably like oh yeah i killed it yeah that was great I'm very it was very funny i like i thought davina was funny she's like holding her head looking at her own bodies um and my favorite one was crystals because it was the most raunchy and she's about to fillet herself yeah exactly but the winner <laughs> of the mini challenge spoiler alert dun 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 oh, cat yeah i was pleasantly <laughs> surprised good for her although i gotta say i thought some of the other girls were like had a better mm-hmm better thing than her but who knows well i think she popped in the moment with rue for just sheer weirdness because it's like she pooped her head out i mean that's the future of drag she's bringing a unique perspective let's say and skills i mean hey <laughs> yeah i gotta get a squatty potty for that winner and then rue sets up the main challenge which is first mm. he says you have to create a look an outfit inspired by a classic look of queen elizabeth herself which is great because i'm i'm watching the crown on netflix so i just know there's just <gasps> tons and tons because this queen so has good. been around forever so she has got to have some fashions over the decades and then he says but wait there's one more thing mm-hmm. and they also have to create a signature hometown look yeah, that I like tells a story. Yeah, because I'm happy that that was, um, you know, like the extra little bit. Because this is the first episode, I, we want to see what these queens' personalities are, especially yeah. on the runway. And I think that it's a really good way to gauge like who they are by saying like, "Where are you from? Like, what? How? Yeah. How does this represent you? Like, tell us about about you." And we get to see twice as much runway, which Hello. is like fabulous. I love when they do multiple looks on the runway. Yes. So anyway, we're gonna, just, let's just get to the runway. The Rue, runway. Yes. Rue comes out in this glowing neon lime thing. Oh. What did you think of Rue's look? 
Okay, so the first thing I thought of was, do you remember when Queen Elizabeth wore that lime green suit and hat and then people were photoshopping different patterns onto it because oh, it's right, green, it screen. green screen? You yes. remember that? Yes. I am now going to screen grab RuPaul and I'm just going to green screen different things oh. onto this dress. And I want everyone to submit <laughs> these images. That's I want genius. this thing to go viral. Who wore it better, Queen Elizabeth or RuPaul? <laughs> okay. Please send your green queen submissions to at Manila Luzon. Okay, um, then next, we meet our guests, our judges. We meet our judges. We meet Alan Carr, who's like a UK comedian, TV mm-hmm. show host. Apparently, he's best friends with Adele. So. That's amazing. Yeah, he is really funny. Michelle is there, of course. Who? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you know she was going to be there. She you know she's going to well, be she's there. She's like, a big star in the UK. Yeah, she was, she was um, very strategic. She set this up for herself. Like, she yeah. was like, I'm going to be on Celebrity big brother yes i'm going to be on strictly come strictly dancing come dancing she's going to be on the west end so that she right. has to be the she's the only person that can be in that spot yeah i mean she's like now probably bigger there than she is here because she's been on more tv shows That's in the true. uk than she That's has true. been here i think <laughs> yeah I, well she's she's worldwide she's, she's a global, she's global phenomenon she's the drag mother of us all around the world I, andrew garfield is on the panel i know little spider-man yeah i didn't know he was british is that good of an actress? See? Yeah. Yeah. Can you feel the love? Now we're going to finally get to their, their looks. What we see first is the queen of the hometown looks. First up is Crystal, and she's representing East London. And she has like this pearl-studded jacket on over this long dress. And... It says in the back, the drag pearly. The pearlies were like charitable organizations that were like locals. They dressed in pearl covered suits and things. It was a thing. And so she's doing a version of that with this jacket. Oh, fabulous. Okay, good. So it's educational. Right. There's some context. Well, I really liked the Victor and Rolf like tool voluminous dress. I thought that was pretty cool. But I really, really loved the pearl wig. I think that was so cool and probably a nightmare for the sound people because (laughs) I because any kind of like noisy jewelry the people that are miking the contestants are always like I hate you but I mean that was so cool and I know how heavy strings of pearls are so that looked like a really heavy wig. Have you ever seen a full on like pearl wig? I have never seen a full on pearl wig. Next up is Cheryl representing Essex. That was hilarious. I loved this look. And describe her look for us. She was wearing that dress and she had, um, she was kind of like pretty princess slutty. Um, kind of she like had like party girl Party girl blonde. She's a yeah. hot mess, but she's still pretty. Because I guess Essex is kind of like where like bougie girls are from in the UK. It's kind uh, of like party Orange County meets the Jersey Shore maybe? Yeah, yeah. I, some version of that. From this, I want to vo- yeah. I want to go visit there so It's like bad. somewhere between Paris Hilton and Jersey Shore is what I'm getting. <laughs> I love that. It sounds marvelous. Yes, but I love the detail of the, of yeah. the toilet paper on the shoe. Um, I loved the the blotchy spray tan coming off on her clothes. She's telling a story. I, it was. I thought it was really cool, and I really, I'm really enjoying how the queens are actually uh, really working and milking the runway and creating stories, not just like pumping a fierce runway like a model. So this is really cool. Followed by something Wong. Something. Oh my gosh, I was in love. First of all, the dress itself is just gorgeous. Like it fits gold, her sparkly, really long gown. Gold sparkly slits on both sides. Deep 
cut like she is Jennifer Lopez at the Grammys and she's got these gigantic bull horns and this like ring in the nose. She's from Birmingham. She said that everyone from Birmingham knows about this bull. The bull ring. The Birmingham bull ring is a big shopping center. Oh. And it's like a, it's been like maybe it used to be a bull ring um, but it's a huge shopping center like a focal point in the city. Okay. And it's like a historic thing too. And in there is a huge bronze statue of a bull with huge horns like she's wearing because she has humongous bull horns on her head that are about like five feet wide. Oh cool. cool. Like the, the bull that's in the Wall Street, New York, in Wall Street, New York yeah. Stock Exchange. The totally. one- it's very similar very similar yes i love that statue because it's bronze but its testicles are there they, uh-huh. whoever sculpted it sculpted the, the the balls yeah and they you can tell people just keep touching it because they're like shiny gold yes <laughs> we didn't see something wong's shiny balls uh, well the ones in the front the, the big titties the boobs. Really, yeah the boobs big boobies but she's uh, really fun she's i like i love this look i yes. love this look Followed by Blue Hydrangea from Belfast. Um, yeah, this one it was interesting, yeah, for sure. I loved the, it was the yellow dress with the black lace and uh, whatever. She looked sickening, but then she had these random geometric uh, angel right. wings things. But I guess these big posts coming out of her shoulders, I guess they represent like shipping cranes and like yeah. the port of Belfast. So, yeah, I was in Belfast and that's where they built the Titanic, yes. right? Yes, Because she said her, her family, her dad or granddad were like shipyard workers. I so that's, it was a nod to them. It's a random pairing. I think <laughs> that the dress itself and her hair and how she was styled is great. And then the things that were attached to her self felt like an add-on. Maybe she was sponsored by like the like the shipyards, like, chamber of commerce and shipping organization. As a theme <laughs> queen, I feel like there's probably other ways to Ooh. to communicate the shipyards. Yes. But I do think the dress is beautiful. I think she looks great. The hair's great. The, uh, the dress is gorgeous. I'll let this one pass. Followed by Bag of Chips representing <laughs> Camden Town and giving us a very Amy Winehouse. A very Amy Winehouse missing a shoe. I, it was all about the oh, trip down the runway for that. But the craziest thing is that I own this dress. I was in <laughs> London several years ago and I went to some shop in London, some dress shop and had cheap dresses. And this was probably the most expensive one at like 45 pound. This I have that dress. dress. I have that exact dress. That's so cool. Have you worn it? I wear it all the time because it's such a cute dress. Oh, so she... I like I like this look. I'm all 100% Winner. behind it. Winner. I own that dress. That is me. Um, Bag of Chips wins the contest for me. I like also, when, when she came out, Alan Carr said Amy Housewine. <laughs> yes, the Housewine's the cheapest one you can get. After Bag of Chips is the Vivian. In her Vivian Westwood inspired Pete Burns post-surgery look. Yes, yes. Yeah. Also, when she comes out, Michelle says, it's our house Scouse. What's which, a Scouse? So it's a term for a native or a resident of Liverpool. And it's also apparently a sailor's stew. And so people from Liverpool just call themselves Scousers. I mean, it's such a good word. And the Vivian looks good. I really think her makeup is fantastic yeah. in this look. And she definitely... character. With, with the gigantic hair. Yeah. It's very... You spin me round. I don't know Pete Burns for his sh- footwear. Right. But apparently he wears flats, so... Yeah, he wore like pirate boots, they said, or something. Hey, look, I have stood on that runway <laughs> and been judged by Michelle Visage for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. So I know that any chance you get to wear flats in drag, you oh, yeah. take it. Agreed. So you just have to make it part of the look. And she was able to successfully make her first runway look, not have just one pair of flats, but two. So... 
Well, yeah, props to her. Yeah. Vinegar Strokes follows her, representing London. This one took me a second to realize, yeah, it's the River Thames, and there's even a little London Eye accessory yes. down like there. She's got like a sequency, like... It's a body, it's like a pant, a matching pant top. top and- I don't know what's going on with inside of her hair. Uh, is that like a, a nearby I know, body yeah. of water? I don't know. This was not successful for me. I feel like if you're going to do a topographical look, you can't just have like the river yeah, go through little, and then have yeah. one icon. Because Especially because London has so many icons still right. along the river. She should have put a big bend on the, there. She should put a little uh, tower bridge. As the, the queen of a theme look, Manila, you're representing London. What would you be wearing? Not the River Thames. <laughs> that's for sure. I think she had this look. It's a really... I like, the, I like the look. And then she was like, what can I slap onto this to make it London? Yeah. And I feel like... Maybe a double-decker bus? She could have been a phone booth. Options. There, there were options, for sure. She could have killed it. For, for being from London, she and from, especially a girl from the West End, I think that she should have had a little yes. bit better of an idea of like what to do. And then Gothic Kendall came out representing Lester with a tiger face. Is that like a thing? Is it a sport thing? See, know your audience. If you're going to be on Drag Race, <laughs> know that that Drag Race is the only sporting event that most uh-huh. people are going to be watching. Um, I didn't like this look. I really think that her makeup job is beautiful. It's exquisite. And I really like the outfit. But I think that she could have like maybe paired like a pair of orange tiger's tights with it and it would have been more cohesive or maybe some kind of tiger belt or tiger shoe the lester tigers are a rugby team uh okay <laughs> i just looked rugby. it up because later during deliberation alan carr says when she came out in that first outfit as the tiger she looks like an estate agent that's gone to regent's park zoo and said can you face paint me face for 50p and then she's gone back into work and gone what do you think girls <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Which is the best description of a costume or look on the runway I've I've heard in a while. It is very, it was a very lackluster uh, uh, runway presentation, I think. And I think that just comes down to just having confidence. And, um, you know, she was expressing uh, having confidence issues in the workroom. So it didn't surprise me. Oh, God. What was your, was there anything you were super insecure about when you were on Drag Race? Maybe more so the first season. Well, it was like, I kind of knew in the back of my head that I was probably going to hear my voice for the first time. (laughs) And my profile. You know, because as a drag queen, you're always like knowing your angles. But when you mm-hmm. have cameras at all different angles, you can't really. I I hate seeing the back of my head. Uh-huh. It's really. Oh, and we also did on, on season three, we had a challenge where we had to pose naked. Oh, God. So, yeah, yes, I mean, that that was a fun little time. RuPaul told us and we're going to all pose naked. And everyone says, um, could I be quickly excused to the bathroom real quick? And we all grabbed our scissors and our razors and we ran to the bathroom and we were all like speed grooming. Yeah, because of course, like I was wearing tights and whatever, and I was just letting things, you know, yeah. go wild. No one was going down there. So, yeah, we all like went and did a little trim trim. <laughs> Even if it was going to be blurred, we knew that everyone in the room was going to be standing around looking at her <clears throat> hanging out. Uh-huh. So I was very self-conscious with that. So I was like, okay, you got the confidence. You got the confidence. Just go out there and be naked. Why not? Who cares? Well done. Yeah. But yes. so definitely, I totally understand. Hopefully she'll have more confidence soon. Agree. Followed by Scaredy Cat representing Wiltshire in this kind of woodsy nymph. 
I nature. was blown away. See, I expected Scaredy Cat to be in the bottom because she had said that like she doesn't have any, have much. So I was really impressed by this look. It was very well yeah. thought through. At a girl. I love yeah. the shoes. I like it. It's a like fully it, realized theme. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Cats meets The Secret Garden meets Into the Woods. Definitely. Meet. She turned the corner. I thought Grizabella the Glamour Cat for <laughs> sure. And then I was like, okay, she's not a cat. She is covered right. in, in vines. So maybe like Poison Ivy the Glamour Cat. And the last one is Davina DeCampo representing West Yorkshire. And she's got trumpets on her boobs. I don't know much about West Yorkshire. Um, there's a lot of uh, narrative happening in the dress. <laughs> I don't quite understand it yet. I'm not sure either. I, though I do know, as I talked to her at DragCon, and she's from a town called Brighouse. Hmm. And apparently there was a movie, which I remember seeing in like the 90s or what, called Brassed Off. And it was about a small mining town, and it's down in the dumps, and their city brass band ends up going to like a competition to win. It's very like the Full Monty or one of those stories about like the small the Billy un- Elliot. It's like the small underdog town making it. Yeah, okay. industrial workers. They have to do something because this town had a brass band. So, th- so that's all the brass bits on her. There's like trumpets and there's little brass epaulets on her shoulders. I think is somehow a nod to that. And then she's got she said a Yorkshire pudding on her head. I'm I'm confused by it, but I also love it. I'm not mad at this. I'm not quite sure I follow, but that's because I don't think I know all the references. It feels like I didn't do my homework, so... I know, I know. They always say, like, if you have to explain your look on the runway, it's not fully working. But here's the deal. is like, this is being aired in the UK, oh, right. and this is right. for them to watch, and yeah. it's for us to learn about. So I'm, I'm excited for this her to teaching? come out there and represent and teach us. It's, it's teaching, a teaching the children. It's a teaching moment. Yeah. Okay, time now for another quick break, and when we come back, the UK girls are going to be queening out officially. Carry on. Holy cow. 2020 is a big year, people. Yes, there's that election thing happening, but also... Just across the Atlantic Ocean, RuPaul's Drag Con is taking place for the first time ever outside the United States of America. Honey, this is monumental because Drag Con is coming to London for the first time on 18th and 19th January at the Olympia London. So at Drag Con UK, you're going to be able to meet the entire cast of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Michelle Massage is going to be there. RuPaul's going to be DJing from the main stage. And of course, there'll be just lots of like amazing vendors and many, 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 many other queens you love and tea is going to be served like literally because it's the UK Boots the House Downton Abbey yes Queen Mother Crown's going to be snatched Crumpets will be bumping it's going to be cute so go to RuPaul'sDragCon.com for all the royal UK tea yes go ahead and save the queens Okay, we're back with Manila Luzon and the premiere episode of Drag Race UK. And there's another runway. Girl, we got 10 Queen Elizabeth looks to go through. All right, this is a lot of fun because I love me some Queen Elizabeth. Yes. So the first one out is Crystal, and it's pretty gorgeous. She is giving you sort of like military Elizabeth in her like red military jacket with lots of medals, feathered hat on. Yeah, I loved this look. It um it was great. I think it's really beautiful. Was the jacket like pleather or latex? It, it looks like maybe? it's latex or something shiny. It was outstanding. I think she did a great job. And I think that um they put the reference photo of Queen Elizabeth yeah. there and it 
it looked perfect. She is followed by Cheryl Hull in kind of an older queen in pink, daytime queen, she says. See, this is the look that I thought we were going to get a lot of because yes. this is the thing, this is the look that I think of when I think of Queen yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, like a, sort of a brightly I'm, colored suit, front of simple with some pearls. And, you know, to be honest, Queen Elizabeth, you know, especially in her older years, like, how do you make that glamorous and fashionable? Right. So I think that it was quite successful. If Michelle Visage were critiquing Queen Elizabeth in her older years, she'd always say, like, I keep getting the same silhouette from you. Right? Yes, just in different colors. Just in different colors. But she does not have a big old handbag, a big old purse, which is kind of a... I mean, they give her hell about it, but it's I, kind of real. See, I didn't know that about Queen Elizabeth, yeah, but um, a big I suppose she's got to keep her compact somewhere. She's always got a big like leather handbag over her. Yeah. Like, um, also, I wish the shoes matched. Ooh. True. Yeah. Or it was like a nude pump or a white pump or some pink. And then know. out comes something long in this postage stamp homage. Gagged. That, I gagged. I yeah. literally gasped when she came out <laughs> and I just started laughing. And then she started like, she put her head into the profile and then she scooted across the stage. Across the she stage. is Queen Elizabeth on the first class stamp. And it's like a, you know, it's like a, a red background with a white image of the queen embossed on it. And it's, 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 it's so fun. I really like it. I, I, I think she was very successful because I've seen people try to do that. Oh, look, I'm a picture. I'm a, oh, I'm, I'm the Mona Lisa's and they have like a wobbly cardboard yeah. frame, but she had hers. It was structurally sound. And then she turned around and it said, lick me, which I thought was hilarious. She has lick me written like on the back. It's not terribly professionally like written. It looks kind of like hand drawn or something, yeah. but there's it's L I and the C is it's tiny, like t- super duper tiny. I'm like, why is that? Why? 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 I, maybe it's a British thing. Maybe they have really small C's. I'm not sure, but this is the kind of humor and like, it was just smart, right? It just works so well because it just, it does what it needs to do and it yes. conveys the stamp and that's all it really needs to do. And I love that. And her dress was still long enough. She thought the whole thing through. And then she's followed by another fun concept one, which is blue hydrangea with the queen on the on the two pound coin. You know, I, to be honest, I think this one was even better than something Wong's, but it just so happened that she had followed something Wong, so it didn't have as big of an impact. Yeah. But I yeah. love this look. It looked so good. She painted her whole body to be that metallic. Yeah, it's like a copper and bronze kind of yeah. like coin thing. I don't know how she was able to cut out her profile so perfectly. Yeah. It was so precise. And then the dress itself was gorgeous and is the bustier made of coins i'm oh, not the sure is made of, it looks like it's layering coin and coins it, it was outstanding and i love this look and you know what they say the camera always adds two pounds <laughs> oh da dum dum moving on bag of chips is giving us queen from the 1970s and just kind of like you know she's got the handbag we she see. has the handbag it's kind of like a dowdy looking queen and and bag said she also was like a cross between queen elizabeth and Umbridge, Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. Oh yes, the, which kind of is exactly. It's but also, very she looks like much any like, like British sitcom lady from like the eighties or something. Well, not just sitcom lady. It looks like any British actor comedian that's in drag. Yeah, you know, pretending to be a hilarious Monty Python like lady type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like that. I thought it was very yeah. successful. And then also. On top of it, it's not just like, oh, the look. It's about the performance. Like, yeah. she's going out there scratching her butt. I think that was hilarious because, you know, the queen she cute. probably at some point has an itch on her behind. So that's what the corgis are for. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Vivian is next. The Vivian and like queen and her hunting garb at Balmoral, which is the estate up in Scotland, I think, where they go hunting. 
so hilarious. I loved it's it. So funny. This was this look was hilarious. I loved this look. The makeup that she was able to change so dress from such a drastic high drag from look Burns to, to like old, old Mrs. Doubtfire, and then she's wearing those uh, flats again, which those, right. she was wearing those rubber hunting boots Wellies, the, and like a tartan woolen cape on. It's very the Queen Helen Mirren played the Queen. You know those all hunting scenes in the north. I love that. I love that. I thought this was successful, and she looked fantastic. And I also love that Michelle is. I just thought she was wearing a fake nose. She thought it was a prosthetic nose because her makeup was so different and her like big nose is just actually out there in front of like God, the Queen and everybody. What you can do with contour is amazing. amazing. So, I mean, I'm assuming that Michelle Visage is like is still getting to know the, their faces. Yeah. So when you change your makeup so drastically and you can make yourself look so different, um, that's a testament to her makeup skills. She is followed by Vinegar Strokes giving us yellow 70s polka dot dress number... It's not my favorite, even yeah. though it's in my favorite color and I love polka dots. Yeah. It's poorly fitting. It is, it looks like the material is just not the right material to make a caftan out yeah. of because it's, it's very not even stiff. supposed to be a caftan. Like the look it's based on was not a caftan. It was just like a simple sleek dress. Well, she was saying like, this is what she envisions if Queen Elizabeth was going to on her trip to like right. India or whatever, which I think is great because as a queen of color, I think it's nice that she kind of references the other colorful and browner parts of the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth that, of thing? Great yeah. Britain, I suppose. I mean, it wasn't my favorite look and we see, we know what happens. Spoiler. Spoiler. She ends up in the bottom. Our next queen is Gothi Kendall, and she's giving us 50s young queen, very much from the crown. But without the without the most expensive Netflix budget to date. Wow, this was not good. I didn't like this at all. It looked very thrown together. She's like, quick, what do I have in my closet? Okay, I have like a bustier. Yeah. Um, I have some gloves. I have a tutu, and we'll throw up uh, this ribbon around here and make it a sash. Yeah, from the neck up, it's, it's kind of gorgeous. Well, she is stunning. She's got beautiful makeup. I love her earrings. I love the jewelry. It's the neck down that ruins Aww. the rest of it. And then also the thing about it is that she just didn't walk with the confidence of the queen and it wasn't it, it just didn't translate followed by scary cat as baby queen i love this she's the baby queen of the group so mm-hmm. yeah of course why not be baby queen elizabeth I, I yeah she knew that she wouldn't have a madonna kimono moment with this look we all see queen elizabeth as like this old lady who's been alive forever so it's really cute to see to go yeah. all the way back and do baby Queen Elizabeth. I think that's adorable. And she threw her shoe at the judges, which is fun. Yeah, it's all about the performance. And I think that as a queen who hasn't actually had very much uh, experience on stage, I think yeah. she did a great job. And the last queen in her queen look mm-hmm. is Davina mm-hmm. DeCampo. Ooh, I love this look. I did too. The minute it came out, you're kind of like, wow. Yes, um, it was regal. It looked expensive. I don't know if... Or it's the queen Order of the Garters, which I guess is some ceremonial outfit she's wearing with lots of sat, you know, satin and badges and feathers and like jewels and lots of things. It's yeah. real that, fun. And then it's got a reveal. And everyone yes. knows that a queen... Uh, like everyone loves a drag queen with a reveal, even if it's a bad reveal. Yeah. You know, like... Mimi, I'm first reveal from All Stars. Um, yeah, this is a this is a fantastic job, and I also yeah. love that you know she is playing an old lady, and then she's like, "Oh no, I'm still sexy." Because hey, Davina DeCampo is absolutely stunning. So why not? Yes. put that flavor on there. I love it. This was an outstanding first runway. I'm very, very, very happy and very proud of these girls, and I can't wait to see more from them. The tops ended up being 
something long was was praised highly. I agree with that for and sure. And Vivian. And Vivian, yeah, I think that I think because she showed her versatility and her skill and uh her uh, her exquisite attention to detail, I think that in both ways, I think that it was very successful. So I'm not I'm not mad at the t- girls on the top. Yeah, and then we get to the bottom and it's vinegar strokes and gothy. And gothy Kendall. I totally agree with this decision. At Drag Race, you got to be the best all the time and it's yeah. sometimes really hard and you don't really know what's coming that's when it comes up to you to sell that garment yes. you know what i mean because tell that a, story an outfit can look completely different if you sell it and different if you and that's honestly what the judges are, are you going to entertain the judges so yeah. i i was really like starting to like get into these two characters so i yeah. characters they're, they're not even real people to me yet because they're just on TV right now. Um, but they're no, they're characters. And yeah. We're getting to know their character, and I'm I'm liking both of them. So it's sad to see them in the bottom. Yeah. Oh, but first, the Vivian wins. Oh, the Vivian wins. Vivian wins. Fabulous. And what does she win? She wins a pin. She wins a Rupeter badge. Can we explain this? Because I I was just like, wait, what? Y- huh? Yo, I'll what so. There's a TV show in the UK that everyone watched growing up called Blue Peter. It's on TV every morning, like Sesame Street or something. Okay. And if you're a kid and they have, you know, rural kids get to come and be on the show, like children, you know, citizens of of the UK. And... If you've been on the show, you get a, apparently you get a Blue Peter badge. And it's like, you know, for I kids see. growing up, if you get that, it's like, oh, my God, it's something no other kid, you know, has. Oh, so you, you can only get this if you are, have, been on, the have show. been on the show. Yeah. You have to do something on the show to earn the badge. Anyway, it's a big deal. So if, if we were gays watching in the UK, we'd be like, oh, my God, it would give us a flashback to like something we grew up with and identify with. It was like a fun, because, desirable thing. And because they aren't allowed to give out cash prizes, right. then, yeah, I, I think this is great. So <laughs> it's time for a lip sync. Our bottom two are vinegar strokes and gothy kendall mm, singing dua lipa dua lipa new rules new, new rules. rules new rules and what were your thoughts watching the lip sync i performed the song so i was like you know singing along with it watching this um so clear, I, clearly you would have won yeah clearly um well clearly i would have been in the bottom vinegar strokes having knowing that she was already on west end and she has uh, you know she's the dance partner of michelle Lesage in um, everyone's talking about Jamie. I knew that she was going to be a great performer and she did not let me down. Like mm-hmm. she, she was able to really do that o- like dramatic old school lip sync where like, if you don't even know the words, it doesn't matter because your mouth is moving so much that yeah, yeah that word is in there somewhere. She threw in some comedy, banging her boobs and the wig reveal after wig reveal was hilarious. It was cute. She had the, she took off the turban, glitter came out, then she did a wig reveal and then she straightened the wig that was underneath there in a yeah. hilarious manner and i i thought that was entertaining that's what drag is it's yeah. like you're you can you can either be the dancing you know dancing queen you can be like the pop star you can give motion emotions you yeah. can do anything you want with your with your drag lip sync and that's what's really cool about lip syncing is that you have this, this song you have to follow but it's up to you to like where you take it so yeah. you can take the most saddest and depressing song and make it to something that everyone's like laughing and peeing their pants or you could do gothy kendall i felt bad watching this because you could you could just like I was like, come on, you got this girl. You got this girl. And there was even like a point where I was watching uh, Andrew Garfield. Like you've like w- intensively like paying attention to her, like trying to give her good vibes. And I mean, no one wants to be lip syncing on the first episode. No one wants to be lip syncing on the first episode, let alone next to a seasoned actor from the West End. You know, like she, you could yeah. just tell that she was like, 
a little out of her league. So, and then the nip slip was probably not helping. Right, it was a tanny, also. <laughs> I was getting Tanny Brown season one. The nip um, slip. <laughs> That's why, girls, when you when you have a questionable top that your nips might come out, it's any kind of bustier or strapless dress that you have, and then you have to perform. It's always sad. Yeah. You're always like trying to pull it up, and it's distracting, and you feel like you have to. You can't breathe right because if you take a deep breath and you let air out of your, you know, out of your lungs, yeah. your your dress might slip down. So that I feel like that was also part of it because, you know, you want to like be able to gesture fully. And I feel like you can't do that when you feel like your boobs are falling out. But a little foundation over your nipple so that it doesn't quite stand out as much as like a big, bright pink nipple. I like these tips. Yeah. All the time I have my my nips coming out. So a little foundation over it. You can't tell. It just looks like she got a, a weird looking bump on her boob. So spoiler alert. RuPaul decides. And Gothi Kendall becomes the very first queen in the history of RuPaul's Drag Race UK to sashay away. Which, to be honest, isn't the worst thing ever. Uh I always say it's better to be sent home first than to be sent home second. Everyone will always remember Mm -hmm. who gets sent home first from each season. I can list it right now. She is the UK version of Victoria Porkchop Parker. Which is what she writes in the mirror. She says, I'm the UK's Porkchop, which is cute. Yeah. So you know what? This is your legacy. There's she's young queen. So she has so much ahead of her. I can't wait to see more from her. And I mean, she's a beautiful queen, very talented with her makeup skills. And I know that she has way more to show. So and when she exits the stage, she does have this little moment where she says, Miss Gothy, Miss Gothy. Oh, why not? Why not? It's sad, but someone's got to go home first. I think that there are a lot of younger queens. So I know that the younger queens are all probably like, "Ooh, okay, Mm -hmm. I got to step my pussy up honey or whatever they call i gotta set my minge up my minge up yeah my fanny yeah so who who knows anything can happen and i and i know for a fact from talking to the queens at dragon in new york all the uk queens were there and they said gothy was getting laid more than anybody so hey she's fine I met my husband after being on RuPaul's Drag Race, so get your life, girl. There's different ways of winning RuPaul's Drag Race, okay? As long as you consider yourself a winner. Well, thank you, Manila Luzon, for joining us for this very first episode. Cheerio! And and next week there is, the we see the little preview for next week, and they are doing a spoof of Downton Abbey, so it's a period drama. <laughs> and I love period costumes, you guys. I love them. <laughs> She's actually been wearing the period dress this entire podcast. <laughs> It was the only time, the only chance she's able to wear it. I know. I need to quick change this real quick. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you got a little, uh, I don't know. All right. Thank, and where, where can we see you next, Manila? Uh, I think you're traveling like the rest of the year I'm like a crazy person. I'm traveling all over the place. I'm going to Tel Aviv for a costume party with Detox. Ooh. I'll be in Manila, Manila in Manila in November. So I'm really excited to return home to my homeland. And then I'm joining the Marine Peter Drag Queens of Christmas Tour. <laughs> Uh, 34, 35 cities all over North America. I saw that schedule. It's insane. Yeah, you know, it's Queens. It's Christmas time. We got to, you know, share the gifts of drag to everybody. It's going to be a fun show. I'm really excited. I got a great cast. So that'll be a lot of fun. So check me out at Minna Luzon on all my social medias. Mwah.
Ding. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, thanks, Manila Luzon. And now, time for our first Kitty Girl catch-up interview of the UK season, as I call our first ever eliminated UK queen. I hope she's in a red phone booth picking up right now. Here is Gothy Kendall. Hello, Gothy. How are you? I'm fabulous, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Where are you right now? I'm at home at the minute, just sorting out stuff for all these gigs that are coming up. <laughs> Is home still Leicester? Yeah, I live in Leicester, okay. unfortunately. Why unfortunately? <laughs> There's just nothing going on here. It's a little bit dead in terms of gay scene and stuff like that, so... Hopefully, you know, in a few months, I'll be able to go somewhere where it's a bit busier and a bit cooler. So, like, what do you see when you look out your window? Uh, I live in the countryside, actually, so it's just fields and stuff like that, which is quite nice. Oh, my God. Are there any sheep? No, there's not, but there is cows in the field next door, which is quite nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell them I said hey. (laughs) Well, I saw the entire episode. I'm heartbroken that that you're the first to go, but I'm excited because you have so much ahead of you. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm gutted that I was first to go as well. I don't feel like I really got to show off the best of myself and what I can do. But, um, you know, it's, you've got to not be hard on yourself. I mean, I was just yeah. out of 10 people to get on, which is mental yeah. in itself. So, you know, stuff happens for a reason, doesn't it? I think so. I think so. So, like, what's been the wildest, most bizarre part of this ride already? I think the most bizarre thing was going to New York, you know, like I'd always dreamed of going and meeting all these fans and all stuff like that is just insane. Like, yeah, oh, it's a dream come true, really. But ha- has being, you know, on Drag Race already, has it like changed? Has it changed your love life? Uh, I mean, my boyfriend dumped me not long after getting on. So, yeah, I mean, that changed <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Wait, he, he dumped you like when you went away to do the show or when you were filming? No, he dumped me just after, which is, you know the best kind of thing what's happening after after filming you know there's that little state of depression so right. when that happens as well you're like whoa oh well that's fine he'll be he'll be seeing you on te- television and he'll be all like jealous and stuff exactly and you know i can make the most of it when i do travel now hey <laughs> who do you talk with or like text the most from the cast um, I would say Vivian and Davina the most. They seem I seem to get on with them the most on the show. And Davina was actually the first drag queen I ever met, which is, you know, mental to walk in the room and see her there. I was like, whoa. Wait, so where, where did you first meet her? Was this like years ago or something? I was 18, so it was about four years ago. My first ever gay club that I went to, um, and she was the drag queen hosting for Latrice Manila. Oh. Um, and I met her in the queue for the meet and greet, which is so weird looking back. Well, between Davina, Latrice, and Manila, your life was just doomed already, honey. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not a great start. I love that. The judges commented on your, like, rawr, your roar on the runway. Are we going to see, like, oh, rawr, rawr merch? What's, what's oh, cool? my God, maybe. I mean, I've just done the campiest photo shoot for it. Um, I'm really excited for that to come out, to be fair. Uh, I've got to make the most of, you know, the raw opportunity because I was so embarrassed about doing it at the time. <laughs> I think it's taking that embarrassment and turning it into something positive, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, now you de- and you DJ as well, right? Yes, DJing is the main thing I do when I'm in drag. Oh, so what's what's like at the top of your playlist right now? What are you loving right this second? Anything Charlie XCX. Oh well, I'm sitting here with Blake, who's our producer, and he's like, I'm seeing her tonight. So you're kidding? Oh my god, have the most fun. Charlie was the first person I ever performed on stage with as well. Ah, what'd you do? What was the song? Um, it was Boys. She just released it, and she was doing like a little 
promo tour or something like that. Um, and she asked for a load of drag queens and hookers to get on stage with her. And obviously, I was the first pick. <laughs> as, as a hooker or a drag queen? Bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> so, who is your all time favorite US drag racer? I mean, I think my favorite season was season seven. So, oh. any of the top girls from that season, really. I mean, I think they set up what fresh drag is, you know, where it's yeah. more look based and more fashion based. And that's definitely the kind of thing I go for in my drag, so... Yeah. Probably someone like Violet, you know, she has quite a dark aesthetic, similar to mine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You you should pop over to, like, Milan or wherever the, she is right this second, because she and Miss Fame are just going to all the fashion shows right now. It's insane. Yeah, they've just been in Paris. They look mental, didn't they? They look so good. <laughs> well, they are mental. Finally, if I were coming to see you and I was coming to, like, meet you at a meet and greet or to see you at a show, what's a present I should bring you? What's a nice gift you'd like? A Red Bull. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, done. Easy. <laughs> that is all I need. <laughs> okay, gorgeous. Well, thank you. Have a blast. Any final words? Thank you so much for everything. I mean, it's been mental. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank well, you. Well, everyone. All right, bye. Bye. Ooh. Oh, crikey. That's it for our first UK episode of the podcast. Massive thanks to the glorious Manila Luzon and the brilliant Gothi Kendall for joining us. I think both of those queens have big futures ahead of them. And thank you for listening. Come back next week as we dive into the next RuPaul's Drag Race UK episode. And please review us, rate us, um, give us five stars. It helps us get noticed. And as always, go out and support your local drag superstars and tip them. Now, having said that, God save the queens and see you next week. And remember, you can never have enough hats, gloves, and shoes. Now, sing us out, my queen. She's so bloody tall. She's so wild, so animal. She's gonna work that sexy body so sexual. She's like a